the Burger Creek Productions 15 Minutes of Fame podcast concludes yet another two-part episode, this time showcasing vocalist Zek Buzzkill of the Missouri Pump Band, The Radio Buzzkills. Here's their song She Died on the Death Star. Now, I, I had learned that you had had a tour lined up with Richard Ramon that was canceled due to the global pandemic. And I'm curious, in, in your, you know, we'll say list, right, which Ramon songs or albums kind of took took a while to grow on you, right? Like, the more you listen to it, the more you dug it, that type of shit. Road to Ruin, definitely. You know, because I think a lot of kids, I discovered the Ramones as a kid, mm-hmm. you know. Your grandma buys you that Jock Jams 1994 CD, and Blitzkrieg Bop is on it, and you're like, holy shit, this song's cool. I'll check out the Ramones. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you start listening to all the Ramones, and you get to Road to Ruin, which is kind of like this clean, you know, uh, for lack of a better word, like this cleaner sound. Mm -hmm. And uh, over the years, Road to Ruin has really grown on me a lot and become one of my favorite Ramones albums. Um, of course, you know, like the Phil Spector wall of sound songs are, are great with the Ramones, but like tying it in is um, the band, the Mangies from Italy uh, recorded a record that I'm not that uh, like, in my opinion is their road to ruin. I should be plugging probably their new album, but um <laughs> They kind of like did their own version of Road to Ruin, which was amazing as well. And I can't think of the name of it at the moment. Um, but over the years, as I've gotten older, I've I found two things. I'm I'm starting to really enjoy like that Road to Ruin style Ramon stuff, and um, and then also stuff like uh, like really weird covers of punk country songs, like the the Mangies album it uh there's a song on there called i tried to die young young tried to die young which is a uh an old folk music cover that just fucking blows my mind so um and the pixies as i got like you know when i was a kid i hated the pixies all the cool kids are always like listen to the pixies dude you know pixies are awesome and i was always like i'm not listening to that but now that I'm older, you know, I'm, I, I found that I'm a huge Pixies fan. It's weird how you get old and you start identifying with this other music. I think there's definitely something to that because, uh, you know, obviously, at least in my experience, the lion's share of those people are like, dude, check out the Pixies. It's like, dude, listen to Surfer Rasa, which is fine. But it's like, you know, they saw Fight Club, then went out and bought the fucking album because it has Where's My Mind. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not, I'm not whatever, but it's like now it's like Doolittle personally, that's one album for me that's slowly been rising the ranks as far as just overall shit. But every song in the album, in my opinion, is just like, wow, these are fucking great pop songs. These are great fucking grunge, punk rock, whatever, however you want to fucking categorize it. Alternative rock, swish, swish, quote, quote, right? Doolittle's fucking fantastic. So that's oh, yeah. that's awesome. That's awesome to hear that they've they've made their way under the radar. Actually, we did a Ramones uh, tribute 
album for um out loud records like five years ago they had a bunch of really awesome bands do them um and we were really torn be- i mean because you're not going to do a ramon song better than the ramones oh, so yeah, we almost yeah. said no like what's the point of doing this so we were assholes and we did do you want to dance which is like uh you know like a cover of a yeah. cover of yep. a cover of a ramones cover but um I do not know why Love Kills is not, like, covered all the time by Dude, punk bands. how fucking good is that? How good is that? That is one of my favorite Ramon songs, you know. Uh, and I don't know why it's... It, my choices were Love Kills or, you know, be assholes about it and do a cover of a cover of a cover. And, and you'll learn about the Radio Buzz Kills, and we have a chance to be assholes. We'll do it. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, like Love Kills is a perfect example off of that. I, I that's one of my favorite Ramon songs, period. And um, right there, yeah, on Animal Boy, which a lot of people you know shit on or don't like a whole lot. All right, so I have a new segment that I'm launching today specifically for this podcast. All right, and it's going to be called Movie Stars, Mustaches, Maxi Pads, and Madness. All right, now you, Zach, are working at a retirement facility for movie stars, okay? And in just for the sake of this little little segment, imagine all of the people that I'm about to name are alive, okay? Now, okay. you're going to be faced with a choice. I'm going to give you a scenario, and you have to choose one of the actors or actresses that I name to do that scenario with. Does that make sense? I think it makes perfect sense. I just hope Burt Reynolds is involved. I'll see if I can come up with something. I think I might be able to. All right. So, uh, maybe next time. So, so here, uh, here are the choices that you face today, Zach, um, at this retirement facility. Now, you have to pick the nose manually with no tissue of either Walter Matthau or Ernest Borgnine. I'm going to go to Walter Matthau. Walter Matthau was in Grumpy Old Men, and he was in Dennis the Menace. Played Mr. Yeah, Wilson. Yeah, and he was uh, uh, was he in the, was he Seven Year Itch as well? I think you are. I think you are correct about that. Yeah, Seven Year Itch is a great movie. I'll pick that guy's nose any day of the week, <laughs> dead or alive. Bring me his skull corpse, <laughs> you, and I'll pick his nose. You, you'll go Seven Year Itch is a great movie. You go knuckle deep on Walter Matthau's. Uh, oh, well, that was great. Yeah, Seven Year Itch, one of my favorite movies. Now you're you're someone's s- gonna fact check this, and he wasn't even fucking in it. <laughs> well, you know, who gives a shit? Well, you know, you know who I'm talking about, right? So, either way, it, it, even if it wasn't Seven Year Itch, you know, people will maybe people will start checking that out again. Anyway, it'll come well, back. Well, he was later. in Seven Year Itch. I'm just letting everyone know. I'm. It's a great movie. You should watch it. If you haven't seen it, you should watch it. I'd pick that guy's nose, dead or alive, any day of the week. So your your second your second choice you have to make. Now, you've been approached by two people in the facility, and they want you to score cocaine for them. And those two people are Tim Allen or Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, Rodney, for sure. Yeah, is it the bug? Would... Is it the bug eyes that do it for you? Not at all. So, first of all, if I was gonna. If I was going to do a Tim Allen, I would cut the cocaine down to where it was just like baby laxatives and uh, just take his money. 
if it's yeah. Rodney, he's getting the 100% pure, you know, like, I'm not cutting that at all. Mm-hmm. And I am just going to say, Rodney, here's some cocaine. Insult me. And just sit there. Rodney is great. Did you ever see that horrible movie, Little Nicky, starring M. Sandler? Like, even Rodney Dangerfield is great in that. I, I would take Rodney coked up over almost anyone. So, fun fact about Little Nicky, I uh, that's one of the few Adam Sandler films besides Don't Mess with Zohan that I have not seen. I just couldn't, I couldn't do it, and that shit came out like in his heyday. Like people were like, "Dude, Little Nicky," I don't know what it was. Same with that like Hoobie Halloween or whatever. Like, there's something about those voices. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I can't get past it. But, but I'll fucking sit down and watch Big Daddy. I'll roll through fucking. Happy Gilmore, you know, like Billy Madison, like I love those movies. They're fucking great, but I, I will. No, I'm sorry. Continue. No, no, no. I was gonna say because there's a coked up Rodney Dangerfield in that film, it's got to be better than Ladybugs. So I will check it out. So there's two great parts. That first of all, the movie's off, so feel no obligation to watch Little Nicky. There's two great parts. Rodney Dangerfield's great in it. And there's another part where, like, once a day, Hitler has to have uh, pineapple shoved up his ass. Ooh. And that's Hitler's punishment in hell. And he's, I believe he's in a maid's uniform. It's been about 15 years since I've seen it. But uh, those, I think, are the only two redeeming values of that movie. Okay. Well, good, good to know. Good to know. For an Adam Sandler vehicle, I'm sure there's worse. So I will, I'll have to give that a go just to see a sweaty Rodney Dangerfield, sweaty coked up Rodney Dangerfield. That sounds awesome. And I think Hitler getting the pineapple up the ass right, right. sends a, a great signal to uh, the Proud Boys. Yes, yes, exactly. You too can achieve the lowest level of shittiness if you continue to act like you do. <laughs> um, exactly. Now, uh, now you you have been charged with changing the adult diaper of Whoopi Goldberg or Betty White. I gotta go with Whoopi Goldberg here yeah. because she has just starred in. I'm a huge Stephen King. Fan. Oh, fuck! You said the magic so, words. We're continue, yeah. continue. So she is. Uh, she's she's a uh, sister Abigail or is it mother? Mother Abigail. Ab- it's mother Abigail. Mother yeah. Abigail. Sorry. Um, in the new stand so i would change that diaper and just ask her everything about making the new version of the stand which i love the old version of the stand like i'm perfectly fine without a remake but uh i think Whoopi was about the perfect choice for yeah. uh, mother abigail now your your final scenario that you're going to be you're going to be posed with here would you rather read the children's book good night moon 10 times in a row to randy quaid or Gary Busey? Gary fucking Busey. Hell yeah. So, have you seen this show? I, I've never seen a show concept ruined so thoroughly. It's Gary Busey Pet Court. Jesus Christ. It's Th- on Amazon. This And it's... Gary Busey's supposed to be like Judge Judy, but for like pet crimes. <laughs> and... <laughs> This sounds, sounds like an adult. Awesome. This sounds like an adult swim sketch. Like, yeah, but the problem is the people who made the show didn't understand that they had lightning in a bottle, 
so the show's <laughs> awful. Holy like, God. if you or I would have made the Gary Busey pet court, it would be completely unscripted. <laughs> and we would just film Gary and say, Gary, just talk for the next half hour. This dog bit this guy. And it would have been one of the greatest TV shows ever made. They completely ruined it. Oh, but um, a- as it is, uh, Gary Busey is one of my heroes. Uh, I am a father of children. Mm-hmm. And when they reach two boys and when they reach the age of 12, they will fight a dog in a live cage named Prince Henry Stout uh, <laughs> to the death. Um I'm a huge Gary Busey fanatic for sure, and I would change his diaper. I don't know what I would give to do that. Now, speaking of Gary Busey, just as a quick aside, have you seen the episode he was... Did you ever watch Tom Goes to the Mayor? One of those like Tim and Eric? No. So, no, I haven't. So, so as as a very, very quick aside, so um, I'm sure you're familiar with Tim and Eric, you know, heavyweight, adult swim heavyweights, brain, ch- oh, brain children, sure, yeah. whatever, masterminds. They developed, it was a, it's kind of really weird. I'll send you a link or whatever after we get done with this. But they did a show that was essentially uh, in the style of like South Park, except it features a bunch, like, uh, Ja- like Tenacious D, you know, KG and Jack Black make an appearance on there. And the specific, they do an episode with Gary Busey, who is the town's, uh, it's like the town's wrestling coach, like for the, for the school. And it's, it's fucking insane. It's <laughs> dude. It's awesome. I, I will send you that following this, but good to know. Um, my final, uh, my final question and or talking point here now, one of the things I was really excited, you you are allowing me to do something we haven't done yet on this show, amongst the other things, is premiering a new track that's set to be released in April uh, 2021, tentative, tentatively, and it's a track called Brazilian Bubble. And um, Brazilian you, Bubblegum. Bra- it may have been named shortly on the... I, I, I think it was named Brazilian Bubble 5, <laughs> actually, yeah, like the, the wave file. Mix. That's the fifth mix. That's yeah. the fifth mix. Okay, so Brazilian bubblegum. Now, the scenario for you, okay, you are about to get a Brazilian wax job, okay? Now, you, you're stopping at the gas station prior to going to this uh, boutique to receive your Brazilian. What gum are you picking up at the gas station before you hit up the salon? The joke is on you, my friend, because I don't know if you know this. All Missouri gas stations give Brazilian wax. Oh, shit. So I'm stopping off at, you know, the Hux, and uh, I'm waxing it there. I'm getting my pizza. I'm getting my donuts, and I am skipping the expensive wax because all Missouri gas stations will uh, remove your pubes in a violent manner. Very nice. And do they laugh at you as they're ripping off? You know the the sheets that have the uh, the wax on it from your uh, no, cubic region. No, the guy region? has an oddly uh, how do I say this uh, joyful look on his face. Nice. nice. Can you um, can you feel the he pads? Did a good job though. Can you feel the pads of his of his hands through the gloves, or does he not wear gloves? Is he gentle? You know. Oh, pads! He just like rips them out. Oh wow! Wow. But that's good. I mean, it's got to be. It's got to be nice to be able to look up and see a, a calm, almost like angelic. I'm, I, that's kind of what I'm picturing right now, like cherubic face of this gas station attendant slash 
uh, you know, body waxer as they're forcibly yes, you, removing you his You have named it. Yes, you have it exactly right. Nice. He is in a state of nirvana. Thank you for carving time out of this Wednesday to uh, to chat with me uh, and, and bullshit and, you know, just kind of wander, you know, through each other's brains. That was fun, you know? Well, yeah, much like, you know, you know how the big stars like Dog Party and Green Day uh, do the press junkets. I just do podcasts all day. And next I'm doing... Uh, this British dental advice podcast. And what am I supposed to do with that? Thanks, people. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, that sounds like a fucking nightmare, dude. I do want to say one thing. Green Day actually asked the Radio Buzzkills to open up first. Really? Before they asked Dog Party. Really? And I said, I'm not opening up for anyone that's like 50 that wears eyeliner. I'm sorry. (laughs) Like, uh, we're the radio fucking buzzkills, and we don't deal with that. Uh, Brewery, Joe, Steve Strong, whoever you are, I don't know. (laughs) Fuck those guys, right? Oh, man, yes, for real. Oh, shit. Uh, you, You know what I think it was, too, with the fucking eyeliner bullshit, man? Fucking American Idiot, I think, just sunk the ship for me entirely. Please stop using the term was, because I just saw them on TV. Please use is is <laughs> is is sorry because it has not gone away. That's almost uh, almost that's severely depressing. You know, it's like I I I'm gonna go on a limb and I'll say, look, I expect it from Robert Smith. That's what I signed up for. You know, yeah, Robert Smith earned the right to become enormously fat. Right, right, and the eyeliner he earned it. Eyeliner is the makeup on the pig, and I I love you, Robert Smith. I'm not. That's not a dig at your no, weight. No, but... Robert Smith is aside from this kind. He has full diplomatic immunity. Hundred percent, hundred percent, full diplomatic immunity. He's like fucking Switzerland or something. He He's could a... murder someone in the streets of New York, and he is okay with us. I would probably give him refuge in my house if he asked. You know, if he, was... he doesn't need. He's got diplomatic immunity. Oh, that's true. That's true. You know, but I agree. I agree. I, I, I as well. I, I do wonder. Uh, what do you think Robert Smith eats in the morning when he wakes up? Tears. Like, like, like his spousal tears or like his own. Is this He's like rich? He buys them. He buys. He tears. buys them on eBay. Yeah. Well, it's like part of me thinks like he can probably afford. You know how there was that like whole like ridiculous thing where it's like people were selling bathwater. It's like I feel like he could be very painfully specific with the types of tears that he wants to buy, right? He could be like, I want fucking Margaret Thatcher's tears. Wow, you know, that's the aged stuff. It's going to cost you. And he's like, oh, I don't give a shit. I can't do a fucking British accent or whatever, you know, or English, so English. But, you know, he's going top shelf with the tears. Gotta be, you know? I tried selling St. Louis bath water, but it's so acrid that it <laughs> ate through the bottom of the box, and people thought it was a Tokyo subway attack. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> nice. I like that. I like what you did there. Wait, so is your thing, is is it just Om Shinrikyo? Like, what are you talking, is this book that you're, this documentary you're reading, is it about serial killers, about cults? Because that's, that's the one thing I immediately go to when you mention like... I know everything about all this stuff, brother, so... Awesome. Well, you you want to it... talk about Um Shinrikyo, you want to talk about Richard Chase, I'm your man. You know, it, it, I think I think we've gotten to the real 
uh, rocky bottom here of of why the United States Postal Service is is experiencing issues is because you tried to sell acrid bathwater and completely destroyed vehicles, people's hands, and entire buildings. I'm thinking like of like xenomorph venom. That's what I'm picturing in my head. Like how you know acidic this is. It just eats through everything, layers and layers of things. And that's why St. Louisans are a tough people. 